Hey y'all, welcome back to the Because I Don't Think It's Hard podcast. I am Alita, the host of this podcast. I am also the owner of the Funky Monkey here in Friendswood. I'm super excited to have my friend Laura Seifert here today with me. She has actually the, what did you call it? What is your official title? Oh, that's good. Founder, leader, um, teacher, I don't know. All Everything yeah. of Yes Ministries. Mm-hmm. So Yes Ministries, we're going to hook all of this up in the comments up there. I want to talk a little bit about what it is, but we're also going to go into defining calling mm-hmm. because that's a big thing it's, for me. It's big. It is a big thing. And and you are such a phenomenal st- speaker. I actually took a Bible study with Laura. That's how we kind of got connected. We did an, um, um, an abide Bible study that's going to be released later on. You're going to be able to find that content right. on your on your website, website and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, so tell me a little bit about Yes Ministries, how it got started and what you do. And then we're going to go into that. Awesome. Thank you. I love being here. I love what you're doing, Alita. Let me just say that first. Uh, we started Yes Ministries in 2016 officially. My background is, is teach, Bible study teaching and uh, leading women's ministries and churches. And we were in a season where my husband was on staff at a church and I was not. And my college pastor called and said, would you start a Bible study at River Oaks Country Club? And I did, and it really became a community-wide Bible study. And we did a second one here in Friendswood. And within two years, we were about 400 women. And so we, at that point, knew, okay, God's doing something here. And we started Yes Ministries, and we became a 501c3 and kind of came out from under the umbrella of my college mentor and pastor. And it just was one of those things that you probably can relate to, that it just was step by step by step. Never had the ambition, I'm going to start my own ministry, never knew. It was just, I'm following God here, now I'm following Him here, and then all of a sudden we have Yes Ministries. So we've been formally a 501c3 since 2016. And what is y'all's mission? Like, what is y'all's purpose? Like, what is your sole thing that you're doing? Uh, Our mission statement is we desire to draw all women closer to Jesus. And those are all very key words for us. All women, doesn't matter who you are, where you've come from, what your background is, what you think about God. Anyone is welcome to the table. And our desire is to draw you closer to Jesus through teaching the Bible, through sharing our lives, through... um, podcasts, through all sorts of things, whatever God has us doing. So I think that that's one of the things that's most interesting to me is because as a, as a child, you and I talked about this, I grew up as a, in a fundamental Baptist church right. and I absolutely never saw women outside of children's ministry right. ever. Right. Like, I mean, they were in the nursery, they in did the babies kitchen. or in the kitchen. Yeah. They, it was really a deacon's kind of wife role. Um, but I really never saw women in a pastor role. So that was one of the things that attracted me to you originally. Um, and then just hearing you speak, I was like, oh, that woman has things that I want to I want to learn about the Bible and about ministry in a way that I hadn't learned um, in a full immersion mm-hmm. taught by woman, women directed at women. Right. So let's talk a little bit about calling because I feel like that's what we're leading into. I mean, is, is yeah. if you had asked me nine years ago when I bought the Funky Monkey, was I going to be called to bring together other women and do a podcast? Absolutely. Not even on my radar. But I think that every time I'm in a state of prayer and, and looking to God for things, he opens doors for me that I didn't even see coming. Totally. So, so let's talk about your calling to this ministry and how that worked. So let me just get, can I just define calling in a very common way? I think it's when your passion meets God's desire, when your passion that he kind of bubbles up meets God's purpose and desire, then you, you connect to something that leads to a bigger purpose. I think universally we're all called to the same thing, to love God, to love people. 
And so it's that simple. It's like, why am I here? It's to know and to love God, to understand his love for me, and then to share that with other people. So that can get really simple. I think where we get complicated with the idea of calling, and I don't know if you felt this way, Alita, but there were times in my life where I thought, it's something I've got to find, land in, and then I'll be complete. Then God, it'll all get figured out. Send me the out. Yes. So I know what my calling, calling is. And it Call becomes, me. Yes. And it becomes this huge, big thing that feels insurmountable, unattainable, and intimidating and it's not at all what it is and i think that growing up in church the word calling that was used in my was they were called to be in mission like to be a missionary they were called to be a pastor so the thought of having a calling in your everyday life which which is exactly what you said where your passion and god's plan for you meet together is 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 a great way to Mm -hmm. define calling right right And it's not, I would also say some of the myths around calling or the misconceptions is it's, like I said earlier, it's this big unattainable thing that if I don't find it, I'm going to miss out on why I'm here. And that's just not the way God works. And your calling is not one specific thing that you discover. Like you've done lots of things in your life. And so it's not one vocation or one, you know, it can look a lot of different ways. And I think that that is the biggest thing is that- You think that you're calling in your season of life. I was absolutely called to be a school administrator. Right. I don't. I believe that with all of my heart. But then, as we started moving along, I could see that my calling was in other places. Right. I could do things with the skill set that I had right. to make a greater impact. Exactly. In the name of God is right. actually what we're doing. Right. We talked about missing conceptions. Um, how did most people discover their calling? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I okay, there's three things, and I stole this from Tim Keller, so I can't take That's cool. credit for this. But the first is three things you can think about. One is look out, which is look out around you. A lot of people start with themselves, and we think, okay, I want to find my calling and they look inward and go, what do I like? What am I good at? What? And that's okay. But I think a better way to discover it is to first begin to look out. What are the needs around me? What is going on? What are the needs around me? And what is my affinity to those needs? And what are my skill sets? Right. Yeah. That's your second. That's the second thing. But the first one is literally what are the needs and what am I drawn to? Because there'll be needs out there, Alita, that you're drawn to that I'm not drawn to. I'm drawn to and you're not drawn to. And that's okay because I really that's think it. that that's part of God's it plan is. is for us. Is We're it, all different. But you're right. The, the initial thing is, oh my God, I need God to tell me what I'm going to do. What is this? What is this? Right. But really surrounding yourself yes. and looking for ways right. that you enjoy serving and, and, and you're good at serving changes the dynamic right. of your, your calling, right. I would call that. So and if you're not sure about that, if you're looking out, guys, and you can't figure it out, just jump in and start doing things. And if that's not it, I started with children's, working with children. That was not a fit for me. Women was the very last thing I would have ever thought. And then when I landed there, it was like I'd come home. And so just, but I did a lot of different things. I did missions. I did all sorts of things. You did teaching. You've Mm -hmm. done a variety of things. The second, so the first one is look out. What's around me? The second is look in. Then what you just mentioned, look at my skill set. What am I good at? What do I bring to the table? For me, I have never been an organized person. I've never been one that's been administratively gifted, if you will. So I thought, well, I can't be a leader because leaders have it all together and that's how they have it all together. And one day, um, my Young Life leader actually said, Laura, you're a leader, not because you're organized, but because people follow you. I call that relational leadership. Yeah. Clay laughs at me because I am a person that absolutely has to have relationships with people to lead them. 100%. I mean, there are people that are capable of not doing that, but 
you really, my skill set is exactly that. Right. I'm not going to be a detailed person. Right. I'm not going to have all of the, everything all organized. But yes, I have leadership skills and applying them to different scenarios is, is a thing. Exactly, exactly. And then the third and the final one. So look, like, what am I good at doing? And the last one would be um, to look up. The opportunity is, w- one of the things I love that Tim Keller said is he said, one of the ways you'll discover your calling is when you do it, others will say, do more of that. And so what do other people find and see in you? For sure. And so for me, I was in the corporate world the first time I ever gave a public speech or spoke publicly to a large crowd. And my boss said, you need to be doing that more. And that was one of the first kind of arrows pointing to teaching that God gave me. I never would have thought that, never would have scripted that in my life. I think that we have a, a, a tendency to have a preconceived notion of what our calling is. No, God, that's not what you're calling me to do. And so I look back and I reflect a lot of times and I was like, God was calling me to do that. And I didn't listen the first time or the second time. Okay, fine, God, we're going to do it that way. I hear you. And it always turns out (laughs) the way that it's supposed to. Every 100% of the time. He's good that way. So as we've come off of the last two years, very, very stressful. And there's lots of people that kind of feel like they've been lost. What encouragement would you have for somebody that is trying to discover their calling or trying to figure out what what their next thing to do in life would be? It's good. Well, the first thing I would I would say is a calling doesn't just mean spiritual vocational work. You are called there a calling can be found anywhere across the board wherever you are. So wherever you find yourself and you begin to ask that question, don't assume you have to leave your current situation to find your calling. Ask God, and it may be right where you are, in a classroom, uh, working at the Funky Monkey, in ministry like me. It doesn't matter. At Sonic, the people at Sonic have ministered to me, the people that work there. It's like wherever you are, because a calling is not just your vocation. It's what lights you up, and it furthers God's love on the planet. So that can be anywhere. And it doesn't have to be pigeonholed like we said. Your your calling may not be to get on a plane and be a foreign uh, missionary. Your calling could be right here in your own backyard. Like you said, it's Sonic. It could be your calling. I love hearing from you. You have this way of putting things into words that are so simplistic, but also so biblically based. Um, Some of the things that I learned in Laura's Bible study were really based on women Mm. in ministry Mm -hmm. and some of the misconceptions of of that role in in ministry. And I look forward to having you back on this podcast and continuing to do this. Where can our, our, our followers Look, look for you and follow you so that we can see what's going on with you. Thanks, Alita. Uh, yesministries.net is our website. Yesministries.net. We'll hook that up up top. So hook that up top. And then follow me on social media at Laura Seifert. Yes, on Instagram is where I do most of my interaction. But we also have a yes page on Facebook. So both places you can find me. So we'll ha- we'll include all of those links on there. And then we'll continue to push through as she's releasing new things. I know right. you have some things that you're toying with and some stuff like that. And long-term wise, I'd, I, we've talked, I'd love to see you do your own podcast. Because yeah. you do have really great things to say and and you're really leading forward in my opinion um in women's ministry and really speaking directly to women which is a thing yeah and thanks alita you're yeah. so encouraging i'm so grateful that you took I the time to come podcast on here anytime you should um make sure to follow laura and make sure to um like follow and do all the things on this content as well share it makes it work well um we appreciate y'all following us listening to what we have to say today and have a great day and we'll talk to y'all later bye bye